0: for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Rev. Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. This episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate Source Code Meditation, an online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for an enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. Today's episode is called Confidence Compounds with Jill Johnson. Jill is president and founder of Johnson Consulting Services, a management consulting firm specializing in strategy development based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jill has personally influenced more than $4 billion worth of decisions for clients located across the USA, as well as in Europe and Asia. She has a proven track record of dealing with complex business issues and getting results. This award-winning management consultant has won numerous honors for her business acumen, leadership-savvy, entrepreneurial successes, and mentorship efforts. She is one of the first women ever inducted into the Minnesota Women Business Owners Hall of Fame, and she was in, inducted into the Top Women in Finance Hall of Fame. Jill is the author of the Amazon best selling book, Compounding Your Confidence Strategies to Expand Your Opportunities for Success. Welcome to the show, Jill.
0: Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Me too.
1: <laughs> I had the opportunity to read, you know, most of your book, not all of it, in preparation for connecting with you. And I just love. I love your book and your stories you share, and just how much I felt connected with you just through reading your book. Oh,
0: that's lovely to hear. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Love it. it.
1: Awesome, you know concepts around confidence and stepping up and playing big and all of that. So, uh, welcome.
0: Well, I'm good. Glad to be here. Glad to share the message with your audience.
1: Yeah. So, I would love for you to describe what do you mean by compounding your confidence.
0: Well, I think people view confidence as something that you're just born with and and you come out of the womb with this great big presence and and perspective about, you know, that you are going to be able to make a difference in the world. And the truth is that, that confidence is something that you work on and you build on over time. And every time you move to a new level of success, you're almost, if you will, in a reset where you're having to find your feet again, identify how your skills and talents work in the new arena or whatever and and so for me as I have thought a lot about this topic as it has impacted my life and the lives of the clients that I work with it really is it gives you more power when you think about confidence as something that you compound and and build on rather than just something that's static and that, that you either have or you don't and so it gives the individual I think a lot more power to be able to decide. I can build my confidence. And so that's really what it's about.
1: Oh, I love that. That's so true. I know for me, starting this podcast was really breaking out of what I was comfortable with. And I would get really nervous for those first, you know, 10, 15 episodes. And then now it's just kind of flows and I don't have to feel nervous. And it's amazing to notice like how that has changed in how I feel in my body. Well, it... (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know the thing is, is that when you know, as you're talking about, like with your podcast, I mean, when you first did the first one, you were worried about finding the right guest and thinking of the right questions and carrying a flow of conversation. Or if it was something that you were doing as a riff on your own, and then you've got the overlay with the technology component mm, that yeah. you have to. What time do I push which button? And <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, and then and then you've got the. You have to have your intro down and then you added, a, you know, an affiliate sponsor. So now you've got to get that messaging right. Right. And then you have the arc <laughs> of the conversation and then you have to remember to do a conclusion and a wrap up and then you have to technology wise, remember to turn everything off. And yeah. <laughs> did you capture it? And, you know, so thinking about that, all of a sudden what seems like, oh, we're going to do a podcast is a much more complex activity. And for a lot of people, that is the truth about why they get into situations where they don't feel confident is because they haven't stopped to reflect about the level of complexity of what it is they're working on now. And, and then figuring out, okay, I'm going to have a cheat sheet so I can rely on that to get me through while I'm getting more comfortable. I mean, I'm a lector in my parish and you know, it's, it's different when you're sitting at mass versus participating in mass. I have, cheat yeah. sheet because it's like I'm going to get up at the wrong time and you know not read the right thing and you know so it's it, it's just those little things that you can do that will will help give you that support you need and but it's it's definitely a good thing
1: yeah oh I love that I know for myself with confidence I've I've just decided that I've gotten really comfortable at being uncomfortable <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome and- to the land of success <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yes, exactly. Well, you're never, if you're always growing and striving, there's never anything static. So if you're reaching for more, you're testing yourself. You're putting yourself into uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. all the time. And, and, but if you have a sense of who you are and what your real skills and talents are and how you can leverage them, no matter the circumstance, and you have that self-trust, you can be confident To us, maybe not to the hundredth degree, but you can certainly bring that personal self confidence into the moment of whatever situation that you're in. And and it builds over time. It just builds over time. Oh, and
1: I love that you mentioned self
0: trust. I've I've observed that, you know,
1: that change in myself where I used to be filled with so much like doubt and Mm -hmm. uncertainty and uncomfortable with the unknown. And now um, I've built that self trust, or, you know, there's, Kind of this place I've tapped into myself through my personal growth and spiritual growth where I just trust.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Well, and, you know, and that's why I share so many stories in the book because, you know, I get a lot of people that say, well, Jill, you're in two business halls of fame. You have it all figured out. Yeah, I could be great at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then based on, you know, I lost a bid, and then a project call didn't go quite the way I wanted it, or a proposal call. And by noon, you know, my confidence is undermined, and I mm-hmm. have to regroup. The day the book launched, we had, you know, we had some of those kinds of things because I had a goal. I wanted to be a number one Amazon bestseller, mm-hmm. and I hit number two. Oh,
1: and, yeah.
0: And hovering, and I was like, what's going on? So, of course, I'm doing my research on the on the woman who was in the first position. Well, she was a reality TV star. She had run oh, yeah. for you know, competed for Miss America. She had big PR. They had been pre-launching the book for months. And I remember sitting there just so discouraged. And, and And you know I'm like, and I've got this book on confidence we've just launched, and so I called one of my friends who's the uh, the Karen that I mentioned in the book, and she's laughing at me, and <laughs> she's really Jill? i'm like i know i'm al- I'm almost out of it and, um you know, and then I made it as a story because the book does talk about set your goals even higher than you think you can achieve, yeah right. and, and so to be out of all of the books launched. Um, to have reached number two Mm-hmm. Was actually pretty cool for an unknown author with their first book, right? <laughs> and I haven't given up the ghost. I know we'll do yeah. some more cycling on promotion, and yeah, you and, can do that. And I, it's like you know, if I, if everybody downloads the Kindle Unlimited edition uh, the day they hear this podcast, that could be enough to pop me into number one. So yeah, there
1: you go. <laughs> cool, listeners, let's help chill out. Please help!
0: <laughs> help! Help! <laughs> So you still now, have to flip through it, but...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now tell me, why did you write the book?
0: Oh, gosh. You know, it was a really personal thing. First of all, I had done a keynote speech um, for a leadership institute, and it really, what, I, I, it was unlike the reaction I'd ever had to any of the thing I'd ever done before, and I shared a ton of personal um, stories and, you know, really shared and talked about the arc of how I moved from, you know, uh, the daughter of a, a blue collar auto body shop owner in a small town to, again, you know, meeting, being accepting an award from the president of the United States and, and you know, the two business halls of fame. And people really resonated with the coming from humble beginnings to something more. And so that, that was really the initial basis of it. And I had a lot of people say, you should write that in a book. You should write that in a book. And I've got three other books I'm in process on. And I also, mm-hmm. I thought any of those would be the first ones, but I was doing so much mentoring. Um, I've had 11 interns in the last two and a half years. And, and I love mm-hmm. my, I love my interns, um, And I was getting lots of calls from young professionals and from uh, people who were in mid-career and life changes or people who were getting ready to start businesses. And I just simply couldn't keep up with all the calls. Mm. So I finally thought, well, I have this speech. We had recorded it. I have the transcript from the speech. Maybe I can write a more accessible book than, you know, a business strategy or topic book and write something that, that really can resonate for a lot of people. And so I went from that transcript of the speech that people resonated with, and then we expanded on that um, into the book that you just finished or almost have just finished reading. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was so amazing to you know, to, to put those stories down in print because I wanted to share with the reader that, um, you know, it's not been an easy, perfect arc for me to, to move through success, even with the skills, talents, and accomplishments that I've had before. And, and to make it very personal that they could see opportunity in themselves no matter where they were at in their growth. And um, it's just been so amazing. I just got a message this morning from a young woman, who had read the book her aunt had given it to her aunt's rule and (laughs) (laughs) i have awesome aunts (laughs) oh man I love it and and she shared a photograph from her iphone that she took a picture of one of the quotes i have in the book Mm. and it's now that's what she looks at on her iphone every morning oh cool wow, you know, and she's probably 24, 25 years old and, you know, Mm -hmm. early phase in her career. And she's like, this book just spoke to me. And, and, and that's what I wanted too. is I wanted a book that went to the heart. Um, Mm -hmm. There were many books that I read when I was, especially in those early days of confusion on, you know, how do I find my path? How do I figure out how to begin to go towards reaching my goals? And there were a number of books that, you know, were the underlined and dog-eared and, Mm -hmm. you know, ripped up because I read and reread and reread. And it's because the author's voice spoke to my heart. Uh And that's the book I wanted to write. so that's cool. what I'm trying to do with this book, with Compounding Your Confidence. So that's cool.
1: what I'm to do. <laughs> so do you have a favorite book for that? Because I think, you know, I struggled with that kind of finding myself and what am I going to, you know, what am I going to be when I grew up in my, when I was all through my twenties, really. And then I realized that that can change and, yeah. you know, I just really follow my passion, my heart and, um, The opportunities will be there. doors will open.
0: Well, there were a couple books. There was one, um, you know, you have to remember, I'm a little older than you. (laughs) And back in the early days, I mean, women in the corporate world and in the executive ranks were very, very unusual when I was first starting my career. So there weren't a lot of role models for having a big business career if you were a woman in business. And so there was a woman named Letty Pogerman who wrote a book called Games My Mother Never Taught me. Oh. And that book, you know, it was like, oh, wow. And it, it pulled back the curtain a bit about corporations and, and the business world in a way that was pretty accessible. And then when I first started my business, um, there was a book called Even Eagles Need a Push. Um, and I'm blanking on the author at the moment. It but it was an it was a worldwide bestseller and David McNally um was the author on that. And you know, I was in my mid twenties when I read his book, mid to late twenties. I just recently met him personally. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you know, Mr McNally, I'm going all fangirl on you. I just wanna thank <laughs> you because You know, I know you've heard before that your book made a difference, but your book really did make a difference for me at a time when I needed to hear that voice. And that's the legacy part. I I really wanted to leave something that would give encouragement. I had them reach out to me through social media. And I don't know how she and I had actually connected. And you know, she thanked me for writing the book and how much she enjoyed it. And then she said, my daughter has been bullied at school. And we've been trying to figure out how to help her um, navigate that. And she said, so I gave her the book. And she loved it. You had her with the grumpy pony story, and I thought, oh my <laughs> "Yeah, boy. I love it, the grumpy pony story." And everybody loves that. Pony <laughs> I was
1: like, "Who gets a story? A real live pony at an Easter egg hunt?" <laughs> well,
0: you know, now you know someone who did. And oh, yeah. my gosh. and but it, but and I get, I have had people that were in that original speech that, "Oh, I love the pony story." I thought, wow, you know. So sometimes we don't know. What it is we do or say that will really resonate with other people, and, and or why, and and so you sometimes have to listen to those quiet voices that give you the insight mm-hmm. about what is resonating. And so for a long time, I ignored the feedback I was getting about the messages that I from the speech that became the book because it wasn't something that you know I thought was a book I should write. And then it dawned on me one day. This is absolutely the book I need to write, mm-hmm. and it's what people are asking for me to do—to pull the curtain back on how they can be successful and how they can navigate those those moments of fluctuating confidence and and having that inspiring story. So I decided to finally listen to the people who were at, and give them what they had asked for, and the response has just been really tremendous. And cool. Well. It's been very gratifying. So, oh, awesome. Yeah.
1: So, well, you know, deciding what you want and thinking about, you know, I I spent a lot of time not knowing what I wanted. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or like, even, you know, what would my vision be? Or, what, you know, why would you, why is that kind of knowing that or deciding so important for confidence?
0: Well, even if you can't go. All out to the big arc of the vision for your life or the big vision for your career. Can you get yourself a vision for the next month or the next six months and and make it something? Because that then becomes your North Star. And, Rachel, a lot of times people just flounder through their day because they have nothing to focus around. Mm -hmm. And just like a a navigator in the olden days used the stars as a guide, that's what a goal becomes. goal is something that you can pivot off of, whether it's the goal or the vision or um, the, the big dream. Well, what am I doing right now today to move me one step closer to accomplishing that goal, and and the thing is, is as those one step becomes two steps, becomes three steps, becomes four steps, becomes a hundred steps, becomes a thousand steps, becomes ten thousand steps, and all of a sudden you're at your goal. Sometimes you're going to get sidetracked because a different opportunity will emerge or a crisis will occur. Um, you know, I've had certainly times in my life where. My success path was completely derailed. The death of my parents unexpectedly um, just really sh- shape shifted me in a different direction and It took a while to get my footing again and and then looking and healing enough from the depths of that loss to moving forward. I mean, I lost them within eight months of each other, very unexpectedly and oh, wow. they were only sixty four so they were both very young and looking at then how you regroup. And, and so I always had those bigger perspectives and I laugh and say to people, if my mother hadn't died, I would have had at least five books out years ago (laughs) um, because she was kind of the cattle prod. Well, do something else, Jill. Um, And (laughs) and nothing was ever quite enough. And, but (laughs) it, it then becomes your choice, your decision. And, you know, I get people, I had um, a woman who was in that original speech on confidence who came up to me afterward and she, she was a division um, lead at 3M. She had a presidency title and she was adamant that she have FaceTime with me, which, you know, was pretty unusual. And I had been traveling a lot. So she pursued me for several months mm-hmm. to make the meeting happen. And I asked her why, and she said, you know, Jill, we hear speakers all the time, but I've never heard anybody speak (laughs) like you, because it was so real, and it was so truthful. But then she revealed she'd been, oh, you know, she'd gotten pregnant in high school. She had two kids by the time she was 18. She was on welfare, Mm. and she wasn't my first welfare mom who had then built a successful career. Uh-huh. Um, and and so, you know, when she was in her early, you know, late teens and early 20s, she was very lost, thought her life was over. And then she just decided that she wanted something more. So she took a night class, a single night class. Well, that single night class led to a PhD mm-hmm. over a longer period of time. And so she had a goal for what, you know, as she was moving out of the beginnings that she had to her future, you know, and, and she moved up through enormous career ranks within, you know, one of the world's largest and most impressive world-class enterprises, but she came from virtually nothing. And there are lots of stories like that of wow. people who work hard and, and keep finding, but it's all about having that, that vision of something more, or that path of something else, and, and then doing the work. I think doing the work is also the key. And a lot of people want a shortcut and success isn't a shortcut activity. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at all.
1: And so what would you say would be the like three keys that you like to talk about in, in- for building your confidence?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because it's it's really the, the essence of all of this. The first is you have to do what I call progressions, and that's really figuring out what is it you're working on, what skill, what activity, and then how can you break it down into smaller, more manageable chunks so that you can see what the progression is at the level of mastery that you're at now, and then to move to the next level. So how you're going to progress through it. So in, in the book, I, story about, I was a gymnast, and when you do a cartwheel, you first just learn how to do a cartwheel on the floor. Well, then you learn how to do it on a straight line. Then you learn how to do it on a beam, that's a balance beam that's on the floor, and then one foot off the floor, and then four feet off the floor like you see on the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then you start all over and do it without your hands. And you go through the same progression to minimize the risk and to build your confidence and to, to move you forward. So that's a that's the fundamental layer. Then the second layer is, is another P called practice. Um, you have to practice your skills. You have to practice learning how to say the words, um, whether if it's asking for the order, I I share stories about learning how to make the ask. Um, I practice in my car. If I've got a speaking engagement, I'm visualizing what it's like to be on the stage. I'm, I'm visualizing issues and challenges that I might have with how will I handle it if the audio fails or what will I do if the computer and the slides go down? How will I be able to continue to give my speech? And so I'm looking at all different aspects of my practice so that I can be the most professional version of myself possible. So that even if something goes wrong, the audience will never know. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing holds true with my clients. So building practice opportunities, whether it's through volunteerism or um, through things you learn in your job, those are all ways of practice. And then the third component is um, of the, of the triangle is, is presentation. It's how do you present yourself to the world? It's looking at your body language, how you use your voice, how you make eye and hold eye contact. Um, uh, for women, ha- giving a handshake can often be an indicator of confidence. Um, and I'm notorious for stopping young women if they give me a really bad handshake.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it,
0: giving them a 30-second, no, this is what you have to do. And it was so funny because the day I did that keynote, um there was a young woman uh, who came up, and there were, there were a few college students who were at the event. And, um, you know, I was going through, and they were thanking me, and I was shaking their hands. And I got to the one woman, and I'm like, wow, that's a great handshake. And she said, that's not what you said the last time. And I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> What's she said, "You you said I had a princess handshake, and it wasn't a compliment." I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something I would say. I mean, I had no memory of it, and <laughs> and I laughed. I said, "But boy, you have a good one now." And she's like, "Yeah, because you made me learn how to do it right." And, and you know, so but again, I call it leaving pixie dust. No matter where I go, I, if I can give advice and insight that that is helpful and and gives a. a um, illumination on the path to somebody as they're moving along. I try and do it, but very it, cool. it, I all... mean,
1: it sounds like you—you're light and fun, and so I'm sure it doesn't eh, come some well. days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most of the time, uh, my husband might beg to differ a little. Oh. <laughs> um, but you know, I think a lot of it is, it, you know, and and when you can break it down into those three very succinct elements of progressions practice and presentation it's much easier for people to identify what they can do mm-hmm. you know a lot of people get are so overwhelmed i don't know how i'm ever going to do this and you know my career is over and trust me i've had those feelings but it's how then you talk yourself out of it how then you move your mindset to something that is more controllable, which is, okay, maybe I can't get the big win, but what can I do to increase the likelihood that I'll get some win? And, and pro- or progressions, practice, and presentation really become that foundation for how you can move it forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. But I like, you know, the three P's. It's in a nice, pretty package.
0: <laughs> pretty package, pretty easy, and it's concrete. And, yeah, and it I like concrete.
1: concrete. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you feel, but I I don't like that whole concept of, like, fake it till you make it. Oh. There's something about that that rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> mm, yes. And so does that tie into, like, um, this idea about being, like, how, being overconfident could undermine your potential mm-hmm. for success.
0: There's two parts of it. Um, that imposter syndrome. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, people feel like I'm not worthy to be in the room, or and and we talk ourselves down as a way to. Um, minimize the expectations for our success and because we don't trust and value what we really do know. And so I see that all the time. And then what happens is people feel like they're a false front. And so you might call it imposter syndrome and then people will give them advice. Oh, just bake it till you make it. And it's like, no, it's all about learning curves. And if you recognize when you go into a meeting, this is the first time I've been in a meeting with this group. These executives, I don't know what I really have to offer yet, but I have to trust that the fact that they invited me in the room means they see something in me that is worthy of being in the room. And so rather than faking to a group of people, you can come in with a a little bit more of a humble heart and a more openness to to learning and, and to applying what you already know to that current situation and then the the overconfidence part. And we see this a lot right now um, in the in the corporate world, especially on the part of younger people who really don't know much and they don't know what they don't know. And so they walk in and they're telling everybody this, that, and the other, and they you know the big body press never and and the sad part the big overinflated title that's another one that i you know i had some 22 year old that i was talking with that had a vp title i'm like okay so what do you really do and you know he he was all enamored with the title rather than about what he was really going to learn and how he was going to build his craft as an to become a real executive and and so but a lot of times when they come into the room with this overconfident air They turn off anyone who is really knowledgeable um, and they're immediately discounted. And the ideas that are suggested are often never implemented Mm -hmm. because they're not listening to the room. They're not really prepared. Their ideas are half-baked. And and it can really undermine their long-term successability um, because they're coming in with this bravado that isn't based on anything that's been earned. Now, there's a difference when you're an athlete with, you know, really mad skills and, you know, you've won an Olympic gold medal and, you know, you, you've got that swagger to you. But it's an earned <laughs> swagger. Um, but for most people, it's not. And so I try and encourage people is to figure confidence is really in the kind of in the middle between um doubt and being brash. It's really kind of in that middle space. And and if you can find that part where you just trust what you do know and that you will learn, then no matter what setting you go into, you don't have to feel like you don't belong. And Mm -hmm. I tell people if they invited you into the room, you belong there. Mm -hmm. You may not be ready to run it, but you belong. (laughs) And it's just then how you how you manage and navigate.
1: Yeah. Oh, very cool. And so true. You know, I think there's um, I've heard other people talk about how a lot of us are raised like, oh, to be confident and just be confident and stuff. And I think that can kind of build that artificial front Mm -hmm. that we sometimes can show up with.
0: Well, if you if you win a ribbon just for participation, you don't get a sense of what your skills really are and -hmm. you don't know. What you're really good at and in some of the young people that that I've mentored and or had as interns, you know, I'm really candid in my feedback. I tell them what they did right. I tell them what they did wrong. There's no anger or animosity. It's feedback and and people who are who become successful allow others who know more than they do to give them feedback Mm -hmm. and they begin to integrate it and, and use that insight, Um, you know, and the feedback can be good and negative. And a lot of times people are so lapdog desperate for positive feedback that, you know, it becomes a little bit hard, but I have found that I can learn in any situation, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I can Mm -hmm. learn from all of it because I enter into it with, that sense of openness as to how will this help me in a, the next situation? Um, if I'm volunteering, I love volunteering. Volunteering is such a great way for people to um, build those skills and to build their confidence. And, you know, I might be working on maybe it's a speaking uh aspect or learning how to ask for what I want, or, you know, learning how to deal with a particular topic that I may not be as familiar with. I do that through volunteering and it exposes me to more resources and experience, especially in the early days than I could get in my, in my job, my regular job. Mm
1: -hmm. Same thing holds
0: true with the clients that I work with. I mean, I work with world-class clients today, like Mayo Clinic. Well, when I started consulting, you know, three decades ago, I was not ready (laughs) for for that level, but I started where I could. I started working with small businesses. I had grown up in an entrepreneurial family. I had a lot of business background by the time I was out of school, Mm. and so I had a baseline, and So the baseline became my new baseline. And then I worked on those skills and then my baseline raised and I had a next baseline and it just it morphed over time. And so I had to navigate that overconfidence with building confidence and 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 it became the foundation for the success.
1: Oh, very cool. So in mentoring, you know, and coaches, you know, how do you help? other people build their confidence?
0: Well, you can only be a guide. I I can't build your confidence for you. I can give you the tools and the resources and the insight and the feedback, but the onus to act is on you. Mm -hmm. And it, it really means that you need to internalize what's being said. Now, feedback you get may not ultimately be accurate, but you, you really have to still take it and then go, what is my next step and my step after that? And I think a lot of times people are waiting for the coach to do something. You know, coach is feedback driven. Coaches will help you process information, Coaches will give you insight about how to refine a skill that you're working on, but you're the one that has to do the practice. Mm -hmm. Um, A mentor is typically someone who's already been through and is operating at a higher level. A coach, typically you pay. A mentor is someone who invests in you because they see something in you. Um, But people are so busy today. I have a slightly different theory. I have coaches and mentors everywhere. Some I pay, and I learn from every setting. And by being open to that that approach to learning, um, you know, whether it's in the writing group and, you know, yeah, I already know I'm a good writer, but... A writer who can sell what they write, that's a whole different, <laughs> whole different um, yeah. arena. And so what does it take to have a commercial message? Or what does it take um, to sell consulting services to world-class enterprises um, and to do that caliber of work that is recognized and acknowledged and then paid for? And so all of those pieces roll together. And I think it's a it's 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 a part of having mentors who and and coaches who gave feedback along the way that allowed me to work on certain skills I needed to refine, um, you know, learning how to manage my own emotional maturity. I mean, you think about sometimes you'll just like fly off the handle. Well, I had feedback that that perhaps wasn't an effective way to participate in meetings. And and so you learn different tricks and techniques on how to disconnect from certain feedback that's, or certain activities that are happening or Mm -hmm. learn what parts of it can you control because you can't control everything, but you can control how you respond and react. And and you, and I look for me, I learned those from mentors and coaches who gave me candid feedback and that's the best part of what they can do and offer.
1: Oh, so cool. But it, and it sounds like so much of it is being open. Like you were saying, open to learn, open to listen, open for that feedback. And,
0: and I think open to the risk of failure. Because mm-hmm. when you try something new and different, like running a podcast, it's uncomfortable and there's all those things <laughs> coming at you. But you were open to the risk that it would fail and that mm-hmm. it wouldn't succeed, and no one will listen. I'm sure that was yeah. a deep fear. Nobody will listen to me. I know the,
1: the woman, Phyllis, who helps us get going on this. She's like, well, even if just one person listens, you'll hone your message, you'll get comfortable. I was Absolutely. like, all right, and now yeah. it's like... No, it's uh, it's actually a global podcast. It's like, Love really cool. it. Now,
0: who you know, but you had a vision for a message you wanted to share, yeah, and you found a medium and a vehicle that allowed you to do it, and you work through the risks of failure to be yeah. able to to amplify that message in a way that touches people around the world. Hi, everybody. It's yeah. from Mexican, and Suleiman. I speak a little German. Yeah, a little German, but you know, it's 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 those kinds of people who build their confidence over time, who find ways to compound it, are all moving through the elements of risk and the, mm-hmm. and the potential for failure. And, and just like in the progressions, I mean, the reason progressions in gymnastics are so vital is it prevents you from getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you learn how to do it on the regu- on the on the floor beam, so that you are familiar with the feel of the beam on your feet and moving your body through the air, so your feet touch at the proper space, so that you learn how to fall correctly in the event that that something un- un- unheard of or undesired happens. Well, the same thing holds true. In your career, whether it's in a nonprofit, it, whether it's being a family member, um, working through your parish uh, in church or it, running a company, all of those have elements of risk, all of those have potential for failure, how you then navigate that through what you do how you prepare um, how you practice how you present all of those elements hold true for every aspect of success in life I mean it's really um, those three little words are really kind of the code key um, to to how to build success no matter what what you're doing or where you're doing it and then breaking it down to to minimize the potential downside mm-hmm. and okay yes you may lose money but can you limit how much money you lose? Um, yes, no one may listen to your podcast, but what can you do and learn from the experience that mm-hmm. then, as you share your message and you refine your skill, you know then amplifies and then becomes something that goes becomes a global and and worldwide phenomenon and mm-hmm. you know that that absolutely is is a risk management sequence
1: mm-hmm. yeah you you're making me think of like. How much actually my mom is a mentor <laughs>
0: oh, they are good and bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some you need therapy for for the duration of your natural life and then some the really, you know the, the best yeah at this point
1: in my life you know I, there's some, times when I'm having to learn something new and I can get a little like oh gosh you know and mm-hmm. I'll be talking to my mom and she'll say well if anyone else can do it then you can do it and figure it out and you know just with the podcast the first time <laughs> I edited I, and the probably the first few, you know, it was five hours. Oh, sure. <laughs> it was like we need this new software and trying to figure it out and searching. Yep. On my Google, like, what, how do I do this, and how do I scroll? And the little when I hit the scissors, the edit thing isn't coming up like usual. What's happening?
0: <laughs> you <laughs> and, and my then, husband could, yeah. He had to learn some of that. He loves yeah. learning it. I'm like, you oh, know yeah. what? I'll let he, I'll let him do. Sometimes you do have to let other people help you. <laughs> yes. <And> so <laughs> I tasked <laughs> him with 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 yeah. some of that learning curve because you know I like being the talent. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's you know you talk about. Your your mom I mean I've been without my parents now for over 20 years and Mm. there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about them or you know you start you still reach to grab the phone to tell them something
1: oh yeah
0: And, and and you know my mom um you know she was such a supporter of my business and and the career and you know the expectations of a big career and for me the after she died, it was really having to regroup to try and figure out were the goals that I had been chasing goals that she set for me or were those goals that I wanted for myself? Mm. And and I ultimately concluded, no, those were goals I wanted for me. She just happened to see it earlier than than I had.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's and, very evident in your book, too. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> but, you know, she was, you know, she was a cattle prod on any given day. <laughs> <laughs> it was, nothing was ever quite quite enough. Uh, but but yet those messages, I can hear her in my head when I'm struggling. And and then it's so funny because I share the story in the book about uh, Cindy. You know, I, back in my, about 8, 10 years ago, I was, was going through business transition and I didn't fully understand in the moment that I was really moving to this world-class level of clientele. And I had Continue, I was coming in second in a bunch of proposals and I just couldn't get anything to pop. You know, we were coming out of the recession and I was just, I was convinced it was over. My, mm-hmm. my business was over, my career was over, uh, you know, and so I was having dinner with this woman, Cindy, who was, you know, 10 to 15 years ahead of me in her career. She'd been a division president for a major company and and I was, you know, whining, and, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And she starts to laugh at me. I mean, everybody in my world laughs at me, not with me. And she's like, oh, for Pete's sake, just do something. And it was like she channeled my mom. And because mm. that was exactly, and I'm certain that's why Cindy is my friend, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's why I sought her out. And, you know, she gave me the cold water that I needed. I didn't need somebody to go, oh, honey, it'll be okay. You know, you're fine. It's like, mm. well, do something. What can you do? How can you you know, can you write an article, can you do another proposal, can you give another speech, you know, there's lots of things that you can do, except sit and yeah. wallow in your, your, you know, personal view of the misery of the world, and it was, it was, <laughs> and I have a tendency to be like that to other people, you know, and so we call it the whack upside the head, um, <laughs> I try to do it in the nicest possible way, but I don't mind when people do it to me, yes, it does sting occasionally, mm-hmm. but, but, it 's what we need to 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 stop spinning in um, failure mm-hmm. and say i 'm going to regroup, and I may not achieve that ultimate success i 've so desperately want. But I'm going to get something more than what I got right now. And that, again, circles back, as we talked about earlier, you have to act. You have to act. You have yeah. to find the things that you can do. And, and then it's not just enough to do them, Rachel. It's you've got to do them well, and exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate difference, too. I mean, you'll see all these fly-by-night um, charlatan consultants on the internet that are going to teach you how to make their, your bil- how to become a billionaire in a week. And, you know, it's all BS. And, and people aren't really breaking it down into those manageable chunks that's based on who you really are and what what you're willing to do and invest. And that investment includes your time, your energy, the skill level of refinement. I mean, I'm a great writer. I still hired an editor to review my book, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. painful because apparently there are a few words I overuse, according <laughs> <laughs> according to the editor that we both know.
1: Yeah, it's good to become aware of the <sighs> the then 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 that I use, or the that, so I, that, so. I, so
0: that yes, I, oh I, that my,
1: my mom picked up on my that
0: <laughs> my my intern picked up on my that. That was even more. <laughs> But you know, you you have to be willing to learn yeah. and to do better, and then they'll find something else that that I can work on and refine. And same thing for for your listeners, is that you know sometimes people just go through the motions of action. Mm-hmm. There's no heart. There's no passion. There's no commitment to it, and. Going through it in a half-hearted way is never going to get you to this level of success that that will be breakthrough success, that will be lasting success. And if you can find a way to, um, to bring your whole self to the actions that you take, that's when you transport into who you really are and who you can really become.
1: Oh, I love that. And describe what you mean by whole when you say whole self.
0: Oh, good. What do I mean by that? Um, f- I think it's bringing every aspect of intellect and capability that you have. And it's, you know, it's it's working into the wee hours of the morning to refine it till it's just so. Um, I'm notorious when I'm writing a report for a client. I have a hard time letting it go mm-hmm. because I'm putting so much of the the depth of the research that I've done, the care and compassion of the thinking that I've done about their situation. And, you know, I do a lot of business turnarounds or work with clients that are in very, very complex situations. And I am bringing everything I have to them in my listening, in what I observe, in how I think about the data and information, how I see the people interacting together, and who's kind of a weak link, and what do they need so that we can elevate they're offering to to completing um, the the transformation or the, the results that have to be. So I'm bringing every part of what I do know and am to that experience of providing the service and the work. And I think for me, it ultimately comes back to having lost my parents at, at a relatively young adult age. I realized that life can end rather suddenly. Mm -hmm. And so I'm all in every day and I try and leave that legacy. So when I was talking about the pixie dust earlier, if this is the only time I have to make one last bit of difference for somebody, if I give them feedback, knowledge, and insight that they can then use that will transform their future and my life ends at the end of the day, I I had one last chance to make an impact and I get people coming back to me 10 and 15 years later, Jill, I don't think you remember when you talked to me about why I should go to graduate school and, and I did, and this is how it mattered. I thought, my gosh, wow. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's living kind of really fully in the moment and it's just, it's, it's bringing all of the, the resources that you have that make you who you are. Yeah. Um, To the different elements of what you're experiencing each day.
1: Oh, I love that. I mean, that just really highlights how much you are um, out there serving. Yeah. You know, you. I heard the term servant leadership, and you are um, you know serving the lives and the people that you touch. That's so beautiful.
0: You know, it's it's for a long time I struggled. Um, I have I have I work within the service sector with the consulting work that I do, and um, and so I work with people who. Are whatever is being sold, whether it's professional service firms like lawyers and accountants and things like that, or healthcare professionals, um, you know the doctors and the hospitals and okay. the 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 clinics and the senior living communities. I mean, government agencies, all of that. I mean, it's it's there's people who are doing the the service of, of the work. And I remember I have a I have a subspecialty in senior living, and for a long time I was really struggling um, with that. Um, experience until one day it really dawned on me that I was, the work that I do at each of the client sites that I work on is, is impacting and touching and transforming thousands of lives. Oh, right. It's yeah. not just those people who are living there today and the staff who serve them, but it's the recommendations that I make that are implemented will impact for the next five to 10 years the people who live there, and in turn, that impacts the families that Uh, uh, have a loved one there and the employees who are working there if we're successful in either the turnaround or making the business successful they'll get a raise which will impact their family and their kids and grandkids so and then that impacts the local community right you know a, a stable provider who buys goods and services from other vendors so all of a sudden you I realized, and it was kind of a, a, a like a head head shaker, um, that the impact is of it's the ripple effect of mm-hmm. one interaction, and the ripples that that emanate from that are are so significant that you really can be one small person who. By bringing whatever light you have and whatever resources you have to your experience, has the capability to touch thousands of lives, mm-hmm. and then those lives touch thousands more. And so, all of a sudden, you really do have an uh, opportunity to impact around the world. Somebody who's listening to our conversation today um, is going to take something, some element of what you and I have talked about, Rachel, and maybe it will be the last little light that they need to transform. Something in their community, um, in in Germany or Poland or
1: yeah, China. I mean, who yeah, knows what Sweden, it would be? Brazil, Australia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh,
1: Jendobra, Jendobra so to all
0: my folks in Poland.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Jill, this has been awesome. Thank yeah. you so
0: much. It's been my pleasure. It's uh, I, I care so much about. Um, the messages that were in the book compounding your confidence and uh, I just want to thank you very much for having the opportunity for me to share some of the insight and the backstory and
1: yeah and oh my it. gosh you are so welcome it's been awesome to connect with you thank so you if any of our listeners would like to get your book or I know you have some free bonuses and mm-hmm. um, resources how would you like for them to do that
0: well, the book is available worldwide um, through uh, Amazon.com and through Barnes & Noble, um, so you can order through either resource, and it's the book is called Compounding Your Confidence and um, by Jill Johnson, and so you have a chance to, to get the book there. We're working on an audio book, so um, I'm hoping at some point that we'll have that up and available oh, wow. through Amazon as well, um, and I have a workbook that if somebody wants to work on building their confidence plan and they can find that on, uh, available, f- uh, for sale on my website. And the website, uh, is www.j, as in Jill or Johnson, c, as in consulting, s, as in services, hyphen usa.com. So that's www.jcs-usa.com. And I can give you the, the link, um, for the free bonuses, um, and you me in the show notes, um, and we'll just give you a key code for people to key in, um, and we'll just we'll just use Rachel as the key code, and and cool. they can access the free bonuses. There's a couple white papers in there. Um, there's some tip sheets. There's a for anybody who wants to practice speaking. Um, I'm also a professional speaker. I speak at conferences and events, and so I've taken some of my nuggets on how to how to put a speech together and how to practice it, and we put that into a little kind of a white paper for people to access to. So oh, we'll get awesome. that resource link for you uh, in the website because it's a secret link. And it's the website, uh, www.jcs-usa.com uh, backslash bonus, B-O-N-U-S hyphen one. and But we'll make sure we have that so because that's a mouthful for people. Yep. to right. <laughs> we'll have-
1: yep, We will get that into the show notes and our listeners can go check it out there. Thank you.
0: Wonderful.
1: Hey, listeners, if you would like to stay connected and get updates about Rev with Rachel, please go to my website at drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's 9 Happiness and Healing Essentials, which talks about some of my favorite tools for healing and radiance. And my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You, is now on Amazon. You can check that out. I hope it helps you to heal and become free from the inside out. And you can also check out my app. It is available on Apple and Android. It's free to download. It has a free meditation timer and some other features. And then you can also get other radiance promoting features uh, by subscribing. And so more information on that is at rachelapp.com. And with that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love and embrace your confidence.
0: the EWN Podcast Network.